What's up, fuckers? Welcome back to the Crack House, episode two. I'm your host for the evening, Sam Kingma. Join me, as always, Miles J. How you doing today, Miles? Why do you always say that you're the host as if I'm also not the host? You're also the co-host. I'm joined with my friend and co-host, Miles J. Thank you. That's better. Miles, what the fuck have you been up with? A lot has happened in on Earth <laughs> since we recorded the recorded this show. I opened up last week's show saying my degenerate shit for the week was uh, I was looking at anime thighs on the train, and now now there is can't no go train. on the train anymore. Yeah, there is no train. There is no life. There is no thighs left. Fucking tragic, dude. I live and die by the thigh. I can't be. I can't be fucking. I can't be. Uh, they can't, you cannot take them away from me, man. I'm still an ass man, uh, but but that's neither here nor there. Um, yeah, well, the world ended <laughs> since the last time we recorded. Um, well, it's been interesting because uh, I feel like my quality of life before quarantine was adequate. Um, I didn't work out really. I ate well. Uh, I walked around. I would go shopping for my own stuff, um, and I worked a job, and now I do none of those things. Um and to be fair, I, I I stopped working prior because the the industry that I, I work in uh, oftentimes goes on breaks, depending on how much work we've got. Um, so we we went on a we went on break about a week, two weeks before the the official quarantine. So I, I you know did my whole thing, filed for unemployment, um, and now I have all of this money, and all I've been doing is playing video games and ordering Popeye's chicken to my door. Fucking nice. Yeah, so I I also was working from home. A big big ups on the was because I got I got uh, furloughed yesterday for a, a more than extended period of time. So I will also be filing for unemployment. Which it's funny how we we start a show called Hatsune Miku's Crack House, which is degenerate as fuck. And what's more degen than, than being unemployed? Fired? Yeah, <laughs> than getting fired. Yeah. So, um, well, not the thing is, yeah. neither of us were fired. We were just like, well, you were for forlorn or forloft yeah. or whatever the fuck for, for, furloughed. Furloughed. I don't know how you pronounce it because I'm read a book, I, read a fucking book, Miles. Dude, I don't read books. Okay. The my <laughs> yeah, I, you, my my favorite my favorite of the of the Final Fantasies is seven because apparently that that makes me an an anti intellectual. <laughs> Smart people like FF6. That's their favorite I, one. I, I do want to ask, because the, the day we're recording this, Final Fantasy VII officially legally came out in the United States. I, I do want to ask what, what you think about it, because you're the biggest FF7 fan I know. Uh, well, it's... Uh, no, um, it's... I, I, I actually cannot believe how, how well they did it. Um, I don't want to say too much, uh, because I'm still relatively early in like I, in in terms of the story of final fantasy 7 i would have been i don't know like a third of the way maybe halfway through midgar um i and just in case people haven't played it i don't want to spoil anything but but um uh the, the this game has chapters and i'm at chapter eight of i don't know how many uh maybe oh, okay. yeah i think it's chapter eight or chapter nine of i don't know how many but but um it's 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 interesting because the thing that was great about the original game is that like outside of just swinging giant swords at everyone like you were it was a very gentle game it was very like soft game um and and this is maybe even more so like Tetsuya Nomura is interesting because I I think 
it does a lot of things that I hate in other AAA games, but I, I think it's just because it's the world of Final Fantasy VII and you're with these characters that you like. Like, they, they make you kind of, like, stop and walk around. Like, you just walk and kind of listen to conversations, which is, like, infuriating in, like, The Last of Us. But it, it's different in Midgar. It's different in Final Fantasy VII where, like, the world is completely different than anything that you'd see in real life like in in like god of war or you know the last of us it's like okay a lot of this just looks like forest a lot of this just looks like trees and and you know and hotel rooms and and things that i know but like midgar is like just just 100 completely different from our world so like stopping and taking in the environment it's, it's like it's like being on vacation versus just like taking a walk through the woods also, too, like, The Last of Us is literally based off of the road. You know what the road is? Read a book. But, no, like, we've already seen, like, this, like, whole setting done in a way more, like, interesting and engrossing way. Yeah, versus so, FF7, where where the last time we saw it, it was through pre-rendered backgrounds. Like, yeah, it's, w- it, which has its own charm. Oh, no, I love stuff pre-rendered too. backgrounds. But, but that, it, it, it means that there's a newness to it. And we might have to to wait because I, I do want to ask you kind of a big, a little bit of a big brain question about FF Seven Remake. But we might have to wait until we get FF Seven Two or Three in twenty twenty six. Hopefully, we're still doing the show by then. Um, we hopefully, we're still, hopefully, society's still around by then. We we but, will be doing we'll we'll be doing it from an actual crack house. I know exactly right. We had to commit to selling fucking opioids and vocal vocaloid opioids, dude. Voc voc vocal vocaloids. Yeah, vocaloids. There we go. Yeah, vocaloid opioids. Okay. Well, so what? I mean, obviously, we'd use we would use Miku as as like our our selling point, right? Oh no, we'd sell heroin, right? Because heroin is blue, or no, is it meth? Which one's which one's blue? Br- bro, I don't actually do drugs. I don't but, know but any of this seen, shit. Like, have you seen Breaking Bad? One of like one of them is blue. I, I no, know the show. So, so in Breaking Bad, he cooks meth, but the whole meme is that his meth is blue because he uses some. He uses a more pure shit, and everyone all like uh, all like crazy eight and two core like, what the fuck, bro? What the fuck, G? Why do you got blue meth? He's like, it's good, bro. And that's Breaking Bad. Okay, so we'll just do that. We'll we'll just do that. We got the blue, we got the blue meth, like like in Breaking Bad, uh, and but it's gonna be Miku brand. Uh, and yeah, yeah, there you go, there you go. Oh my fucking god! But anyways, the question I wanted to ask is: Do you believe that that this remake at all like re- replaces the experience of like playing FF Seven? the ps1 game no I, I think i think that's what's great about it someone someone uh, a youtuber one of the few youtubers i i like as a person and and as a content creator uh once said um the best part about resident evil 2 remake is it doesn't replace the original unlike the the first game's remake where like if you had a choice between playing resident evil remake and resident evil 1 you would play resident evil remake and then maybe check out one if you're like a, a purist or nostalgic or if you you like seeing and you know comparing and contrasting there's no reason to play resident evil one over resident evil remake versus Two make where Two make is a completely different game um ff7 is sort of the exact same way like if if only because i know that this game you're just gonna get nothing but midgar is as, as, as far as i know um so you you essentially are getting different gameplay experiences from both entries in terms of the content richness, the the gameplay systems, 
Um, and, and even just like the context, you know, they're in, you, you get a very, it's a little bit more mysterious in the original game, if only just because of the storytelling. Uh, this one yeah. is a little bit more like hands on. There's a lot more cutscenes, obviously a lot more like moments where the game kind of guides you and says, Oh, look, look at this. This is important. Um, you know, which pretty standard AAA stuff. Uh, it's done much better here than I feel like a lot of games, if only because, and again, maybe it's just because I'm a fan, but I also just think that the the world and the story is is new. It's still as new as it was back then versus, you know, again, something like The Last of Us where where it's based on the road or it's based on any number of... Um, I, 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 I feel like I get the same kind of experience that a lot of people got when they played Bioshock where, like, you're, you're in this world that's just, like, so distinct that you don't mind stopping and, and looking around and, and kind of being guided a little bit. I have a very low opinion of Bioshock, personally. Um, but but I, I, think, I think those are comparable in terms of, like, just the scope and the scale of taking in the world. And, and the game does a good job of kind of pacing you in a way where you, you have to do so at moments where you'd want to do so. Um, your first time through an area, they, they kind of make you really explore it. And then afterwards you can rush through everything. Um, and all the, it's such a character based game. So like all of those moments where you're just like walking and talking and they, and they dress it up well, because instead of walking in a straight line, it's like, okay, we got to navigate these rooftops, you know? So, so you're walking on pipes, you know, you're, you're sidling across buildings. It's visually, it's more interesting than just like you're barreling forward, just taking in scenery. So, so it's, it's, it's just done much better in my opinion. Yeah. And honestly, like I'll be, I mean, I'll just be up, up front, like honesty with everyone. The whole reason I'm not playing this game right now is because that shit ain't on PC. Like the moment, the moment that drops on PC, my tune will change really fast. But, but there is a part of me that just genuinely is like very saddened by the fact that I like knowing for a fact that it is not the full story. And like, I'm not going to say it, but I know where it ends. And it is kind of a shame because, like, there there is a moment, like, when I played through Final Fantasy VII uh, for, like, the first time or tr- tried to get through it. I have I never finished. I have some issues, like, on a gameplay uh, level. But, like, w- when you do leave Mingar like, Mid-gar. eight hours into the fucking game and you have this whole world and you could just walk around it's like the big come even when i played it in like like in my uh because i played it first played in my uh college dorm room so it was like 2016 when the hd uh remaster came out yeah thereabouts Uh, end of 2015 i believe I think that's actually, uh, they announced Final Fantasy VII Remake at E3, and then later that year in December at PSX, they said, hey, they showed the gameplay and then said, hey, Final Fantasy VII uh, Remastered HD is on PS4. Yeah. And that's kind of how I experienced it for the first time. And I, I remember like leaving, distinctly like leaving Midgar, I'm like, this is fucking crazy. Because there, there's a weird impression about that game. If you haven't played it, like you're in Midgar for a fifth of that fucking game. Like Roughly, you're yeah. out. Yeah. And you have like way more game, and it's it's cool. It's like really cool. Um, uh, I'm I'm definitely I'm definitely interested in seeing where they stop because I'm I'm sure that you get out of the city, but like I I get the feeling they're probably going to change a lot of a lot of the circumstances surrounding that. Um, yeah, it just it just doesn't feel like a game that you know. It is a shame that it's it's incomplete. It it really is because. And and it's it's good to know that there's probably more coming. I I really can't imagine a world where they don't keep doing these these games. Um but it it is very 
it, it is a shame that that we're not going to get to see more. And I I had a hope that that it, they would end it at the end of disc one, but it it doesn't look like that's the case at all, unless they pull some crazy rewrites. Yeah, I yeah, I'm I'm I, I can say it definitely does not go as far as disc one because I definitely did not make it to the end of disc one. That's um, reasonable. Yeah, but. Yeah, honestly, like I'm, I'm super happy that you like this game because I was thinking, I'm like, there's fucking no way Miles likes Final Fantasy VII remake. There's no fucking way, but I, I I'm shocked. I, I will say this much: it, it's been a, it's been a year of surprises as far as things I actually liked. Can you, can you give us another one? Uh, well, Final or uh, Fire Emblem. I got really into Fire Emblem Three Houses, even though I've never really been a fan of the other games before. I, it's just so character driven, and the fandom is the worst, um, <laughs> which makes it really fun <laughs> to engage with. Um, I, I, I hate every Fire Emblem fan who's ever been born. Um, we all deserve to die, uh, horribly, preferably, um, because everyone's awful. They're, they're all, it's like beyond Fujo, it's like beyond Fujo, it's like Fujo, war criminal apologists, extremists, ableists, uh, people who hate, uh, you know, pe- people who, who, uh, who hate women, um, people, people, people who apologize for imperialism, people, people who apologize for, for, um, church atrocities, it, every, everyone sucks. It's really easy to forget that this was a game developed by fucking Nintendo. It is very easy because it's so... When you stop playing it and, like, go and talk to people, like, they talk about it in such a way where it's not framed like a fantasy game. They, they talk about it like it's real politics, and that's hilarious to me. Like, there, well, there's a there's an ongoing narrative that Dimitri is a centrist, and I'm just like, what does that mean? What does this mean? What do you mean by that? Because here's the thing. I, I am... This ain't my first rodeo with 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 shit like this because because as most people know like I'm a pretty big like fan of the Trail series of the the Kaseki series if you're a weeb I'm a big fan of those games super political but and all when any times people discuss like the world and the politics of Kaseki and like in like the Falcom dis and the Falcom uh, Reddit subreddit it's always in the context of the actual world of Zamoria not like our world. That's Which that's the, like what the fire emblem people are doing. Well, that's that's the problem. Like because we we there is a church in the game, and everyone. I I love hearing people be like, "Why would you support the church? Because they collect tithes and they hate gay people." And I'm like, "No, no, 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 no. that's our church." Um, the the most devout character in the game, arguably, I I would argue, uh, is is uh, one of the bisexual options, and she's like very devout towards the idea of the goddess and religion. And also it's great because she's very accepting of other people's beliefs and, and very tolerant. Um, the, the church is interesting because it's essentially only corrupt because of the head of the church. Um, the institution itself is not the problem. Uh, it's, it's the person in charge. And that's, that's the, that's a thing that a lot of people don't realize or don't recognize in my opinion. Um, People are always like, well, the church is always going to be the church. And, and I'm like, but no, because at the end of, of several routes, it says the head of the church stepped down and your character reformed it. Take that as you will. And you yeah. like to think that that's a good thing. I would like to think. It's yeah, a good of thing. course. And, and, and you know, what's funny is, is uh, uh, Trails also has like a pretty big like 
church element. And I haven't, and I've only played through two games to completion of this eight, soon to be nine game series. But from what I've seen, like on the, on the subreddit from people who have played basically all the games. And from my personal experience, the the church is objectively good. The Septium church in Zamuria is objectively good. Like, and it's all in whenever it gets brought up, it was like, Oh yeah. Like, there was this um uh what's a traveling like a uh, priest they got a name but oh an one apostle of the, yeah an apostle like one of the characters um he like he's from Nord which is like this like country far off in the north of uh, Erebonia and he's like yeah an apostle would come by and he would teach all of us like about like Erebonian like how to read and shit and he was super helpful and like we're really grateful to everyone in the church and shit and it's like damn like it's all gravy here like it's all cool which we I and I guess it, it's nice actually it's a fucking refreshing change of pace because I I hate it in like I hate it in media when it's like the theme of something is like like sexism bad it's like i already fucking knew that yeah re- religion divisive it's like religion yeah that's, religion. that's our world like i yeah, love like that. i already know that like don't that's not a that's not a theme that's not something that's controversial i i don't i'm not interested in that what i love seeing is like characters like von stroheim from like jojo's part two who is a straight up fucking nazi but fucking <laughs> saves the day like, yeah and 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 you 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 yourself as the audience member have to be like uh well how do i feel about this and it's like it, it doesn't matter it happened anyway um yeah. i i know a lot of a lot of uh american viewers and like uh, let's let's just i'm just gonna lay this down on the table right here i'm i'm jewish and i've never had a problem with von stroheim um Hebrew school does everything it can to make you feel the weight of the Holocaust uh, as as a Jewish person, but uh, it just makes you tired and apathetic about it. It's it's a complete like failure as far as as far as like because they just like you just spend like a year on on Holocaust stuff like it's just like nothing but Holocaust for a year and and by the end of it you're just like. You're just like get me out of here. Like I, I, like, I'm done. Yeah. Well, oh, well. Right. Um. There, there's a great, uh, there's a great song in Crazy Ex Girlfriend, which is a great show. Um. And uh, which I love because it's 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 my perspective on on Judaism as a, re- a religion, where it's they they do like a um, they do like a song, you know, and it, and it's sort of like a in in the tradition of like the Hora or you know like one a, a celebratory song, but it's called Remember That We Suffered because every every holiday in judaism is like do you remember that time we all almost got wiped out man that was crazy do you remember that other time we almost all got wiped out man that was wild like purim passover hanukkah um that might honestly be all of the mainstream ones you know you got you got like sukkot you know things that are a little more like peaceful uh, I guess Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur to some degree, because um, that's about the, you know, New Year, founding of Israel and all that. Um, but I, I don't know. Anyways, the, the the point is, like, I, 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 I've grown up very intersectional is, is I guess, the term for it. Um, and I'm 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 not like a. A white girl with colored hair who who, uh, <laughs> who 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 sees a church in media and goes, "Oh, they're automatically bad because our real world church was bad." I'm like, "No, there's this thing called fiction." Um, there, there's a tweet that was amazing. It was it was fucking stellar. Um, it said, "Be gay, do crimes." Says the group who thinks that anything spicier than a coffee shop AU means that you condone war crimes. <laughs> And I and I I was like, 
you are the most amazing person on this website, whoever you are, because because it's so true. There's that comic that's been going around about how shoplifting yeah, I've seen, is okay. I've seen it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and like and and someone pointed out, he's like, I'm sure whoever or maybe she, I don't give a shit. Uh, whoever made the tweet was like, I'm sure the person who wrote that has anxiety whenever they have to do a phone call to the point where they start crying. Like a, a lot of the time, like this is LARPing. And and I have had that experience. I did have someone at a party um, who, who just got really drunk and went off about the revolution. Um, and, and, and I was like, I, I thought he was like acting or like doing like a bit, like I'm a very like, yes. And kind of person in real life. So like, I thought, I thought he was like doing a bit. I, I, the, can I tell the story please? Yeah, of course. I think I think a lot of people are going to find this very. We already we are welcome to the crack house where we're apathetic about the Holocaust. We we can't go I'm any lower than that. Apathetic about the Holocaust. I <laughs> I am just I'm just aware. I'm just more aware of what happened than you are to the point where I have to be. I have to harden myself or else I'll die. Um, but uh, no, that's a joke. I'm sure. I'm pretty sure everyone's pretty educated about the Holocaust, but. Uh, <laughs> No, yeah, listeners of Hatsune Miku's Crackhouse are definitely definitely, definitely educated about the Holocaust. Super, super educated, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, please tell this story about the guy who went off about the revolution. Uh, so I was at a party. Uh, it was a Halloween party. And um, so the thing is, I didn't have a costume, but my sister was like, oh, you need to come meet all my friends. I was like, fine, Bad move, whatever. Dude. No, so I didn't have a costume. So she was like, what What do you want to do? Do you want to dress up? Because, you know, I had like a Vincent Brooks cosplay and I was like, I don't, I don't really want to do that. Like... You know, I, I, I don't really feel like dressing up. I don't want, really want to go. Um, and then and then I saw that she had like a sailor's dress in her outfit or in her closet. Like it was like a big kind of blue cosplay dress. And I was like, I'll go if I wear that. Like just 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 to see if like she would she would actually allow that to happen. Because um, I have no shame. Like I'll welcome to the crack house. I got no shame. Um, <laughs> so I, I wore this dress and I, I was like, put blush on me. Give me a little bow. Like I had like a, like a headband with like a little bow on top. Yeah. And I was like, great. Do we have photos? Do we have photos of this? Very few. Uh, I'll look through my phone. I have like one and it's like a really shitty mirror selfie. Um, where it's like my face is covered by the phone and all that. Like hey, I was really good just, enough. Yeah. Good, I'll, I'll, good enough. I'll, I'll send it to you. Anyway. So we, we were yeah, watching we'll post it on Twitter. Uh, yeah, I'll definitely post it on Twitter. Uh, so we were watching Halloween 5. Uh, oh, and it was like at a film boy apartment. Like, uh, film boys are a very specific breed of, of fuck ass. Um, dude, I see it. He, the pul- I see the Pulp Fiction you see poster the Pulp on Fiction. the wall. Well, so, so it was their whole house. They have like a, bo- a bodega. And like, so it's like they had like all the posters all the film boy posters you got let's, your let's knock them out right now because we all we all okay, got them sam i want i want you to guess all right hit me hit me with the posters pulp fiction definitely was one of them maybe goodfellas uh no no goodfellas okay i love that but that's not even like my one of my favorite movie posters oh yeah ever. fantastic film but I, but scorsese is like not film boy core yeah, no, very, very true. What? Oh, Fight Club, or is that too? too Fight much? Club, yeah, they had a Fight Club poster. Um, shit, what's a Five Hundred Days of Summer, or is that no, too, no, that's that that's, that's Mumblecore. Yeah, it's Mumblecore. Like a, <laughs> um, yeah, I wish I don't know film super. I I don't know film like super well. That's fair. So well, it, it's it's kind of tough, but I like obviously know like everyone had a Pulp Fiction poster. Uh, definitely, you had a high. A Fight Club poster if you were that guy. Oh, Drive? Do you have a Drive poster? No. See, you're you're thinking of all these good films that like that 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 are that that you might have to explain to someone your taste. So so here's the thing about about the film boy aesthetic. You hang posters that tell people 
I have good taste in terms of a mainstream audience, but also you can recognize it immediately because you, I don't have to explain to you what this is. So, so you have a poster for like a Disney movie. In their case, they had the poster to Atlantis. Uh, Atlantis? Atlantis. Not even a Treasure Planet poster. Not even a fucking... I mean, I like... I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. I like Atlantis. It's I've one of the five it. Disney movies I've seen. I've never seen it. I, I'm a Treasure Planet guy, though. Yeah, I, I like the aesthetic of Treasure Planet. Uh, I got I got no I got no beef uh with with either of those movies but like Atlantis that's the one That's the one yeah well it's like it's like what are you going to do hang your Aladdin poster it's like no 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 Atlantis that's that's classy that's that's artistic So they had that they had the Dark Knight poster oh, obviously fuck. There we go yeah. there we go Uh they had the holy trifecta of Spielberg Indiana Jones um, oh, yeah. Oh, no, not Spielberg. Uh, the Holy Trifecta of, like, Spielberg, Lucas, Indiana Jones, Star Wars, but specifically Empire Strikes Back. Cause, oh, duh. you got it. Oh, only, yeah. only Empire. Yeah. Only and Empire. Jurassic Park. Uh, so they have that. Um, there's, like, a couple others, but, like, uh, those those are, like, the major. Obviously, we, you know, Pulp Fiction Fight Club, we got those. Um, so th- those are kind of, like, the major ones. Uh, so they, they had their bodega, the film boy bodega. And, and so they were like, yeah, we're going to watch all the Halloween films. We're going to watch them in reverse. Which is like the most why pointless, arbitrary film boy decision you could possibly make. It's like fuck you. No one thinks you're clever for watching them in reverse. You fucking bitch. Was it because he was worried that people would tune out after season of the witch? Possibly. I mean, but but the thing is, it's like by the time that you get to Halloween one, like everyone's left. That's the that's the one you want to see. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, so so at some point we got to Halloween four, at the end of Halloween four, and and there was like a a thing on the DVD extras about like the trailer, like it, the one DVD extra was like trailer, the theatrical trailer. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool, you know, and, you know, because it was like this DVD would have been released in like two thousand whatever, you know, some re- relatively early. And he was like, yeah, but I could just watch that on YouTube. And I was like, well, contextually speaking, you couldn't have. And he's like, well, someone would have ripped it onto YouTube and uploaded it. And I was like. Well, no, but but the year would have been earlier. Like they'd have to get it from somewhere. And he was like, "Then why would they withhold the special feature onto the DVD?" And and like that. So the thing that he was implying is that to see just the theatrical trailer was a form of of corporate greed. Um, and and the fact that if you wanted the trailer, you would have to buy the DVD was proof that uh, capitalism had gone too far. And I was like, bro. There are eight trillion better reasons for you to say that. Eight trillion right now. Why are you talking about I, the DVD? I hate these people. Oh, I no, hate these all, people so every, much. Everyone, I everyone there, and I, I will say this outright. I think, I think he in particular was a loathsome cunt. But everyone there was like the most annoying, like try-hard kind of person I've ever met in my fucking life. Um, but anyway, so so he like starts going off about like the revolution and all these things and i th- i thought he was kidding so i was like i you know so i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna kind of play off this he's like yelling and going crazy oh that's the other thing he his his outfit was a silicon valley pirate it was it was it, it's like a pun you know he did like the pun costume um yeah. and and anyway so he's going off about like the revolution and how he's going to topple capitalism and i thought he was kidding you know like i thought he was yeah. joking around i mean i know a lot of people have that belief but i figured that you wouldn't start screaming that at a party party yeah yeah so so i i was like i i started playing like this like person who is like 
who was like, I love the destruction of the rainforest, you know, just like just just to egg him on. I, you know, I figured that he was he was being playful. And then all of a sudden he starts going off about like, I have trained in firearms. And when the time comes, I will shoot you dead. Oh my god! And, and I'm like, do you even know how to fire a gun? He's like, I'm learning for the day the revolution comes. Um, so I, I was like, oh god, this guy's serious. And then I said to myself, I'm gonna ruin his day. Uh, so, so I, I, I approach him. I close the distance between us, um, and I start screaming in his face louder than he can muster. Um, and then he like he touches my shoulder to like calm me down, and I scream, and I was like, "Don't touch me, sir! Do you hear me, sir? Never touch some, never touch a stranger. You don't know what they've been through." Like I was just like shouting him down, and I was just like saying nothing. You know what I mean? Like I, the point was just to shout, and like immediately, like his like revolutionary act just died immediately, and he was just like, yep. "I think I think we got off on the wrong foot. My name is Joe or whatever his name is, John. You know something like that." And and he's like, "I I, I you know I I I I didn't mean to upset you," and I was like. I'm not upset. What are you talking about? Like immediately. And he's like, what, what, what do you mean? And I was like, it was a bit. We're all kidding, right? And, you know, it was a bit. And he's like, I thought you were ah. genuinely mad. I was like, nah, it's a bit. Come on. It's a bit, man. And and he's like, okay, well, you were, you were yelling so loud. I was like, yeah, it was a bit. It's part of the bit. And and I was just like, I was just gaslighting the shit out of him. Um, and and I I don't normally advocate for bullying, uh, but I advocate for, for bullying assholes who threaten to shoot People who you deserve it yeah I, I i i i think when someone takes a joke that far to the point where they're like i'm going to shoot you dead and i recognize that i i i was i was in the wrong as far as i misread the situation i probably like i probably should have just let him go off um but but like he he was just he was just so annoying and and like clearly like it got to the point where he thought i was being dead serious and and his his true his his idea of his true colors started showing when he threatened to shoot me in the face. Um, so so I, I I basically like he's like what did you what do you get out of that that sort of like act like yelling at people and I I said that arouses me. Uh, and and he's like oh so it's like a power dynamic thing. I'm like I intend to masturbate right when I get home. And 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 he's like oh is that is that true? And I was like he he like drank his beer nervously and i was like what are you drinking there he's like oh it's a beer and i just grabbed it from his hand and i go this is mine now and i drink it in front of him <laughs> um and 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 he was like oh my god you're like a you know like oh I, I see what you're doing like and he just left and apparently he went to the host of the party and like said like there's a crazy guy like or, or something like that he was just like like so i just got threatened someone threatened me um and and everyone was like oh that's just miles like you know he's so 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 I I was just this random party goer who he never met wearing a dress. He got way too enthusiastic about the revolution, and then the moment that I I I I acted in any way that didn't go according to his plan, he shrank immediately. And like and to me like that 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 is that is Twitter activist core right there. Like that is that is the Twitter activist like way. So, 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 Miles, what, what what it sounds like you're telling me is that the, the moral of the story is to not play Fire Emblem. Like that's that's what we're getting at here, right? This took what a half hour to get here. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the it's like st- a, I don't know if you're I don't know if you're like a big Weird Al guy. I fucking love Weird Al. Uh, oh, like Albuquerque. One of his like Albuquerque dude. Like, yeah. like I guess the moral of the story is I hate sauerkraut. Yeah. Like, fucking what a great what a fucking great bit. He introduced me to. to to humor yeah um but, but the the moral the, well i think the moral of the story is is if you're going to engage in in fiction of any kind like 
have have a modicum of self-restraint and self-awareness like don't threaten people you know like if 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 you really believe in in a revolution and i've I've talked to a lot of people who genuinely believe in that stuff and and like anyone who doesn't who isn't insane is like no 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 the idea is that you you educate people on issues you you pass out flyers you do things you know the political way the you know the the the, de- the democratic way you educate them yeah you, you you create outreach programs you know you try to you try to solve as many systemic issues as possible and then the revolution is done via votes and it's like and and I'm like oh it sounds to me like everyone who has ever who has ever like their idea of of these things is so like violent and like very media like fantasy driven when it's like no the french revolution could only happen when when we didn't outfit our military with assault rifles and helicopters you're not storming a building anymore like you you gotta you gotta do if if you genuinely want to topple capitalism you gotta do it the legit way um Mm -hmm. and 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 i and training in firearms is useless uh don't play fire emblem ever if you do play a fire emblem uh do all the roots uh understand full well that edelgard's root is incomplete and kind of bad uh and um and and if you say that that dimitri uh is centrist i will kill you <laughs> these are facts <laughs> um no just i i i do recommend fire emblem i just don't recommend ever engaging with the fandom i think i think most of them just aren't very smart or reasonable <laughs> Yeah, hundred fucking percent. Um, but yeah, no. So what? What a fucking what a fucking what a fucking tale that is. So so obviously obviously, quarantine's been rough and a lot of a lot of shit's been getting fucking canned. However, there there, there is one thing that I was thankful did get to did get to wrap up because a lot of pieces of media are kind of in a weird spot where you know shit's hitting the end of their end of its run end of its season run. Like I think like Riverdale's not even gonna finish. Yeah. Uh, until like a couple months down the line. But uh, one thing that did wrap up was uh, was Steven Universe Future uh, ran its last course like a few weeks ago, uh, and I finally got a chance to actually sit down last Saturday uh, to actually watch the remaining ten episodes, and I finished it and I watched the whole fucking series, which is I think no meme like the first like Western cartoon I have completed like a full run of since like ever. <laughs> Well, tell me more about it, you gay socialist. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, you take one hit of Steven <laughs> you Universe. You take one hit of Steven I, Universe, and your hair is dyed immediately. Yeah, my hair. Ah, oh, shit, man, my hair is dyed. It, my hair is dyed. You got you got those lapis colors going, dude. Got my lapis colors going. My employment check in the mail. Right, right, to rock and right, to rock and roll. Uh, right, right, scream at people at convention. So, so ready, like, ready to threaten Rebecca Sugar's life. Yeah, exactly. So I'm watching. Yeah, so funny, so fucking funny. So, so I got into Steven Universe because I I turned on Cartoon Network one day because I was bored. Like this was months ago, and and I turned it on and it said in an hour the Steven Universe movies are. And I said, "There's a movie for Steven Universe. What? Guess I'll check this out." So the movie, if you don't know, it takes place after the series. So it's like. So they're talking about all this shit like a war happened. I'm like, what the fuck happened? What the fuck is this? Like last time I remember watching this show, we were talking about a cheeseburger backpack. Oh, what yeah. do you mean there was a, a war? And why is this Lars guy pink? <laughs> Just all this shit. 
And I'm like, okay, I'll watch it. And I watched the whole thing and it was fucking great. That movie is super cute and the songs are good. And I had a great, great time. And I said, well, guess, guess I should check out the full series. So knocked out the full series. By the time I wrapped it up, future... Um, the epilogue series part one was like basically coming out, watch that, wait a couple months for part two and wrap that up. Show's good. However, there's a lot of people that think show's bad. And I think a lot of people who think the show is bad is, is honestly because of a really bad release schedule. And this is kind of why I wanted to have this conversation specifically with you just to give you know our listeners a bit of background to maybe our, maybe from you know my audience or my sphere who don't know you directly, like you, you you work in TV like you have a good understanding of what of what what TV is and like how to produce content for it and how things get released and a good, you just have a good grasp on the production of, of that shit for the most part I mean I'm still learning but but yeah um yeah I I can kind of speak to this based on I'm just gonna make a bunch of wild assumptions uh, okay and, and people can tell me I'm wrong. It's the fucking crack house. That's fine. Well, um, but, well, but the I thing know, is, oh, sorry. Well, I know about the Stephen bomb. Is that what you're going to talk about? Yeah, I was just going to say. So, so for those who maybe haven't seen, haven't like, either haven't didn't watch the show and it was airing. Basically, how they released episodes was basically called the Stephen bomb, where they would basically release like an an hour and a half to like two hours worth of episodes at one time in one chunk, and then you wouldn't get the next batch until I think like two months later. And the problem is, is the way that was released, the episodes that were featured in a bomb didn't really have any, a lot of the times they might not have had anything to do with like the main plot or the main narrative that's going on. So I felt this at towards the end, because when I watched the first half of Steven Universe Future, uh, basically they did it in two chunks. So they did first 10, couple months, and then uh, we got this last 10 in uh march in the first 10 episode 9 ends on a pretty emotional it's like kind of like an emotional climax of the first half and then the last episode is just kind of like a, a whatever like throwaway like kind of joke episode and it's like what that's kind of a limp dick way to end this and then i am like well shit that's it i guess i gotta wait now and i'm like fuck was this what steven universe hands had to do for years because if you look at a cartoon network stream like what what cartoon network is playing it really is all teen titans go like people meme that but it is true it's all teen titans go and it's all gumball re, re, uh, re, uh, reruns and they don't play anything new nor do they play anything old it's like a ghost like you flip on C- cn and it's like you're, you're looking at something that's dead but it's still running you know there's a there, there's a, 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 a not a creepy pasta. I don't know what you call it. It's like a horror web series. It's by the guys who made Marble Hornets, or potentially by mm. just the one guy. Um, Marble Hornets is great, though. I haven't finished it. Uh, but but it's called Ekva TV, or like Ekva. I think, and it's basically like a TV channel that that is not haunted, but it, it seems to have some sort of sinister undertone to it. It's really weird. Um, I'm not sure what they're going for yet, uh, but I'm I'm interested. But like, I just uh, basically they discovered, as far as I can tell, that that Ekva part of Ekva is just like broadcasting out of a rundown house with like a like a, a, a creature in it, some sort of like entity that that 
we're not quite sure what it is yet but like i just picture the cartoon network server just being like this like rundown house with like one modem broadcasting like teen titans go on loop and it's just like every there's just cobwebs everywhere and like yeah no the, one's there yeah i was just gonna say because there, there's sometimes because i don't really i mean like and and please speak to this but i don't really watch live tv anymore i haven't really for years um and like uh, there's stuff that is run on tv that i have like watched for example like i keep up with riverdale because i'm a hack um and i and i love and i love teen bullshit wait well you watched uh your favorite movie is the choking game isn't it oh of course dude i fucking love the choking game but like i want like you go to lifetime right and you watch the choking game at like 11 o'clock at night and you got to think to yourself who the fuck else is watching this you ever have that moment when oh, you're watching tv yeah and i'm like who who else is here at 2.30 p.m. on Cartoon Network watching, like, Almost Naked Animals? Like, who else is here? Well, it's, it's weird because I feel like Netflix, there's more of a sense of community to Netflix than there is to live television. Um, because you know anyone at any time could have watched Netflix whenever. So they're, they're in there. Like, versus someone else the idea that's romantic about tv that's kind of lost is that someone else is watching this at the same time that you are but that's not necessarily true or possible they might have caught a rerun someone you meet like has a good chance of of having seen something you know years after you did uh and and still kind of talking about it like like they were were in it whereas maybe they just caught the last couple seasons or something along those lines um it's it's a really weird situation where like having to tune into something is a very foreign idea and nowadays i don't think people think of tv and watching tv with other people like that they think of people having to have seen the same content at some point in their life as them the intimacy of watching something at the same time as someone else just straight up doesn't exist anymore um exactly yeah and it's and and cartoon network is like the worst victim of that really Oh, 100%. Because here's the deal is like, and I speak solely about Cartoon Network just because the other the other channels that primarily air like it, like animated bullshit, like Nick or Disney or any, you know, shit like that. I, I just didn't watch them growing up. I, I kind of exclusively watched Cartoon Network. Uh, yeah, um, I watched all of them for the most part. Yeah, I just, I, I don't really know. I didn't really grow up in like a Disney household. Like parents weren't super into it. And like Nick, I just I, I don't know. I never really related to anything that was happening there. Although old SpongeBob episodes on on rewatch are pretty fucking good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it was like that and Rugrats, and I watched a lot of Fairly Odd Parents. I was an Invader Zim kid. Rugrats freaked the fuck out of me. I'm like, this sucks. Like even like as like seven year old me is like, this is creepy. I don't like this. Oh, I loved how uh, creepy it was. And then look what I grew up into. Exactly. Uh, yeah, well, not, well, not you actively, like, write horror, horror. that's, like, kind of your, your, yeah, well, I mean, you know, I, and, I, psychologically, I internalized a lot of the creepiness of Rugrats, apparently. Thanks, Klasky Chupo, appreciate you. Yeah, thanks, they they Um, got a divorce, fun fact, I believe. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) Someone, I I remember someone telling me this, like, years ago, who, like, knew them, and they, they was like, yeah, now they're divorced, I was, like, 12 years old when you told me this, so I don't know. If that's true or not. Um, but, um, like, yeah, it was, like, some guy who came to our school to speak to us about, like, working in movies and TV and all these things. Um, okay, gotcha. Yeah, that, that was probably, like, the first time I really realized, like, oh, my God, this is a career. Um, but... Uh, the so so the thing about the Steven bomb that I assume is that first of all there's no way they're animating that show in house there's no fucking way no one does that anymore they they storyboard in house you know things like that they do they might do roughs or something along those lines but everything is shipped to a bunch of underpaid workers in Korea um, yeah. 
and and they do the heavy lifting and and that's every industry if you're if you're a weeb sitting there like yeah well my glorious japanese anime they don't do that it's like no 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 they I, do I have, they send yeah. it over to korea and china they well they said they, they send it to anyone who's who can draw like i have a friend in, in germany in finland right now who who is who is working in anime like they they're desperate it's it's, yeah, it's the, the state of the anime industry is awful and you're a oh, fucking it's, it's, idiot you're a oh, fucking idiot fucking, if you think it's superior to to the state of animation in america it just looks oh, nicer there's a there is an amazing there's like a, an amazing like digibro after dark video from like a few years ago where he talks about just basically just how anime sh- is shit but he brings up he's like the thing that people don't realize about anime is that like anime airs on tv in japan and like there is primetime anime and then there's shit that's like i think he calls it late night anime there's from like 2 a.m and 3 a.m and 4 a.m and he's like that shit's awful. Like that shit is put out to just fill content gaps. It's not meant for for you to enjoy. It's meant for you to buy a fucking figure or some bullshit for two hundred dollars. I just, it's so terrible. I like the whole anime industry is, is fucking atrocious. Well, just, to be fair, like your your slice of life moe does fund uh, your favorite trigger show. Like so, not not literally. I mean, the point is that people. Trigger has never reached that point where they're just like, we're just going to release like a cheap piece of shit to make money. Like, but, but a lot of, you, you have like a, you know, you have like a studio like A1 or, or, you know, something like that where they will release something kind of cheap and then they'll use it to fund a, a bigger, more extensive project. Yeah, all A1 does, by the way, is is do cheap shit. Like, and even their, their shit that's popular is cheap because, because here's the deal, like, if you could produce something that's cheap and it's fucking popular, let's fucking do it. Cause, yeah. cause, cause like the moment I'm, I'm trying to remember the exact moment, I think it was orange. Cause I, I got in. So I was, I've been watching anime my entire life. Thanks Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh and the Fox box, but I didn't really get like get into anime until I was like a freshman in college. Uh, when I was got a crunchy roll and like uh, IGN was doing like a weekly podcast that they did anime club and I was like listening to them didn't understand 80% of what they were talking about but I listened to it anyways uh, that's what happens when you don't have any friends at school but basically like kind of got into watching shows and I think it was like orange I don't know if you're familiar with this fucking piece of shit uh, but orange was like the 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 show where I was like oh fuck anime actually can be shit yeah, it, it can be fucking garbage. No, most most animes that I watch, I don't really like that much. Like, I you know, I, I there I I which is funny because I watch a lot of anime that people recommend me, and I'm just like, this is fine. I think I I would I I would like to tie into your Steven Universe conversation uh, in a moment Please. because uh, I I came into this podcast with a mission, and now I realize halfway through my mission statement might be very different than I thought, uh, but. Um, you know, every like animation industry is, is, has its own problems. And and I think in the case of something like Steven Universe, people always talk about Steven Universe. Every character is horribly off model half the time. There's that famous picture of Connie where she's got a giant head and and tiny little legs, like, and, and, and there's, I, I, someone told me my ex-girlfriend, uh, which I don't know how reliable a source this is, told me that Rebecca Sugar never made ref sheets for her characters. I don't know if that's true or not. Um, but that's, I've, I've heard something similar where it was like, 
were I, I, I it was a more positive spin. It was basically Rebecca Sugar just wanted the you know episode director, you know whatever the I don't know how it works. Basically, they, she wanted the artists to kind of do their own thing, basically. Yeah, but it that's a really terrible care. idea. Um, it, it, it leads to incons it leads to inconsistency because seriously, you can you can do that shit right. Like look at like a Rocky or whatever with like JoJo, and he's like, yeah, I don't see my I don't see my characters in any particular like color palette or whatever. Just whatever fits the mood. Yeah, and like that's part of what makes watching like actually watching the the JoJo's david production sh series fun is because i like the radical cover color shifts it's just it's so unique and i don't really see that anywhere else uh how and like that's what's fun but you know on the other side of that it's like fuck it do whatever you want you get kind of radically different uh looking shit that's just it, it's not in like a hey we're doing it in this style it's like hey no this style it's just like kind of how it looks but it's just wrong <laughs> yeah that's well that's that's called being off model like when you have a character who looks fucked up compared to how they normally look um and it, and it happens all the time it happens in in even some of the the highest productions it's just like yeah you know it, it, making that many frames something's gonna go wrong um but uh in, in the case of steven universe it's like glaring like you you can just like pick it apart all day um but but i i think i think in Rebecca Sugar's case, there are lots of ways to do that. People have different directorial styles versus just, like, people... I'm gonna draw Onion as the exact same height as Steven today. Even though yeah. Onion's a manlet. Um, and so so I, I feel like that's that's a, a negative case. But, like, obviously, like, I, I think it's a, it's the, it's a, a case of, like, they they do everything in bulk. They send it to get animated in bulk. Um, and, and then they... I don't know why they they do the Stephen Bomb. I'm really not sure if there's some kind of logical like or or logistic or or um you know and it, I don't know what I'm trying to say. But but if the, if it if it has any either a practical reason or it's um it you know it's profitable uh, and it, yeah. it it genuinely might be the fact that when you have a Stephen Bomb, it's an event and Stephen Universe is such a continuity based show that you need yeah. like. If, if someone misses an episode, it's like that fucking sucks. Like, and, and so you have, you have shows that really operate best as events. Um, you know, your gravity falls has, has, has a season finale and you might not really need to know a lot about the show to, you just need to know a certain number of characters to, for the season finale of the first season to work. Um, yeah. versus, versus Steven universe where the movie, as you said, is like this it's just it's continuity lockout like if you don't know yeah. what's going on you don't know what's going on and, and and to be fair like they they do a pretty good job of like just just saying like what like they they do a pretty good job of defining the status quo in the movie so i had no problem following it there there's obviously like a lot of shit where it's like i just like like I, I like, or I'm like, I don't really know exactly what this is, but like, I'm still following along. Like, I I have brain power here when I watch the movie, but like, I think too, like to to kind of your point of like shipping an event, like, oh, you can't really miss an episode, especially with shit that's airing on TV. Basically, almost everything's moved to streaming. Yeah. So a lot of time with like Netflix, the Netflix model of you dump a season. So, like, you look at, like, what's popular now, and this is going to date this fucking show, and I'm sorry. But, like, everyone's... I can't get Tiger King out of my fucking... I, people are like, you need to watch Tiger King, and I'm like, I don't give a shit. Yeah, like, I don't care about fucking Joe Exotic. Like, I'm, I live on the internet. Like, these people don't understand something that, that I, I deal with. I look at crazy people every day. <laughs> online this is all i fucking do and it's like bro you gotta watch tiger king joe exotics fucked bro i'm like 
bro, I've seen 7,000 Joe Exotics in my time online. Well, you I, understand I was, where I've been? I, I, I came onto this podcast with a mission, as mentioned. Uh, I wanted to talk about how I think I'm done with Western animation. Like... And, and, and that's not a declarative, I hate Western animation, anime, or die statement. Yeah. I, there is a lot of shows. I, I recently watched Hilda on Netflix, and I really liked it. Um, I, thought, I thought it was charming and wholesome and well-made. Uh, one of the few... Sh- but, but, like, a lot of these shows are just, like, animation for animation's sake. And I, and I find that bizarre. Because it's like, yes, you have a cartoon, you can get away with a lot more absurd humor, but no one really uses the medium for anything other than doing things that would be expensive in a TV show. It's like, oh, we can yeah. we can have a bunch of aliens walking around and and they can kill each other, and it's like, yeah, but but you're not you're not doing things that that are visually interesting, like like in a film, you can't really like. Like there, there's a you animate in ones, you animate in twos. Some people animate in threes if you hate in between frames. Um, you know, and and it's like you can do things where where there is an impressive effect. Um, Quentin Tarantino once said the reason he still shoots on film is because he likes the effect of of a film. It's a f- series of flickering images, and you can tell the difference between that and digital. It's the same thing with animation, yeah. where you can you can see animation and the way that things move very differently than in real life, and instead everything is just like static shots of people staged in three-fourths uh, waving their arms. Like, they, they emote by waving their arms. That's what they do. Um, and, and it's like, well, they gotta move somewhat. Um, and and I, think, I think the breaking point for me was, was just like, the realization that a lot of Western television shows are just written in a way that I just straight up disagree with and not not in a format sense. I, I subscribe very much to the idea that three act television, basic structure, everything being kind of, you know, like laid out for you on the skeleton, um, all of that I, I advocate for. It makes for good TV every time. Uh, what you do with it is what's important, but format helps um, having knowing, OK, this is where the episode needs to be. It doesn't matter how experimental your format is. Everything's probably going to break down into a three-act structure. But I think yeah. the moment that I, I realized, like, this is the pinnacle of Western TV to everyone, and for me, I just don't like it, was BoJack Horseman. Mm-hmm. I finally watched BoJack Horseman with a friend of mine, and, and I, I, I think that might have also been the case because there was a lot of hype going into it. And I was like, this is good TV. I'm really liking this. For the first three seasons, I, I, I got to season four, and, and that was when I started to realize, like, okay, they were really in tune with what critics and audience members were saying. Because what was amazing about the earlier seasons is you would get a lot of standard episodes, and then all of a sudden they would just be like, let's just do something really strange and creative. Let's just do an episode that's completely silent. Let's just do an episode where, you know, these... Uh, well, let's just do an episode where we, we, we uh, you know, frame things in a unique way. Um, let's do a non-linear episode. Yeah, things like that. Let's do an episode in reverse. I, I'm just making shit up at this point. Um, yeah. But... Uh, I got to season five, and by season five, every episode was something like that. And they 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 would just find whatever excuses they could to be like, "Oh, what can we do today?" That's and so like by that point, like even their best episodes, I was like, I feel, I don't feel like this is creative. I don't feel like this is, 
unique. I don't feel like it's special because the last episode was also some kind of wacky framing device. Yeah, exactly. It's like, um, it's, it's like, cause like, like Rick and Morty pulled some fucking shit like this. And like, cause like when, when they did the sequel to like the TV episode in like season two. Yeah, that was like, lame. Part of Part of the joke, like, I get part of the joke is that they're doing it again and that it's fucking lame, but it's also actually fucking lame. Yeah. Well, that's, that's my, that's what I was going to get to is that Western animation does these things. They, Western animation is the most self-conscious format in the world. I'm convinced. Uh, specifically adult animation because every animated show takes a moment to be like well it's unfortunate that we're a cartoon or you know something along those lines well it's really unfortunate that we have this writing problem that we always do like there have been like five jokes about like oh I sense a B plot coming on it's like oh my god shut the fuck up like in in Bojack Horseman like there, there will be people who are like What's this? This sounds like a, a smaller scale story that takes the edge off of the more dramatic story. Uh, a B story, if you will. And I'm just like, oh my fucking god, you're not clever. Stop. You're not smart. And it's it's my same issue with OKKO, OK where like OKKO OK is like, whoa, we're a cartoon! But not in a, not in a way where it's like, look at all these amazing things we can do. Like, there's an episode where it's like, showing how the sausage is made, basically. Like, the character's like, why are there outlines around me? Oh my god, my bottom half isn't animated. And they'll like zoom down and, and it's just like... Well, yeah, yeah, you know what's funny? You, you, yeah, you bring this up because there's an episode of, of, of like Gumball that does this and it's fucking great. Yeah, because like, well, they go like, because it's, it's part of the story. Like they go yeah, in. It's, 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 yeah, it's a part of the story of and, and it gets so like that's what i really like appreciate about about fucking gumball is is it's so fucking it, it just it, it really does like get fucking so extreme every single time and it always like every episode i've seen a gumball just works well, well for the, me. The, like, thing, the thing about gumball that i think makes it work is that there was no standard there was never a point in which gumball was normal uh, yeah. Unlike BoJack Horseman, where the first three seasons are very much sitcom, you know, framed episodes. You got your your A story, you got your B story. Uh, it's not necessarily contributing to a larger arc, you, you know, like, uh, and and so Gumball, there was never a normal, like, and versus, you know, something like Chowder. They have that great episode of Chowder yeah. where they spend all their money on bullshit. Money? Yeah. And, and, and it's like, we're going to lose, like, and, and it's, it's a perfect joke because it lasts for like a minute. They get in, they get out. Uh, and then they never do it again. Um, yeah, and that's and that's what's great. And also too, like also too, like part of Chowder's whole bit is breaking the fourth wall. There's like you can find tons of of videos of every time Chowder breaks the fourth wall, and it's like they're like 15 minute fucking videos of like all the times they break the fourth wall. It's a part of the the series is breaking the fourth wall. One of my favorite episodes is when Chowder learns how to write or draw or whatever. I think it's yeah. right, and he like scribbles on the the screen, and then he tries like uh, Gaspacho has to watch it off with a washcloth. And then yeah. they point to the Cartoon Network logo, and he's like, "Oh, logo. what about this?" And he's and like, "That like, doesn't come off." Yeah, I tried. Um, and uh, yeah, and it's and it's like that's a joke, real fast, and then they go away from it. Um, which 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 again, you need you need that establishment. I, I think shows can change. I think they can evolve, but they can't evolve past a point where their original identity is gone. Um, yeah. you know, if, if, if you like a friend of mine was like, oh, that's the moment that I say Bojack became Bojack. And I was like, no, no, no. Bojack started as a standard adult animated show. It grew into its own entity. Uh, but I will always have that initial impression of what Bojack was. 
Uh, and and I will never not have that impression. Yeah, and you liked what it was. I I I liked it. I didn't love it, but I liked it. And I loved oh, yeah. I loved when they inter interspersed it with creative, unique episodes, episodes that were more animated, episodes that had more clever framing devices. But I yeah. liked the standard meets the exceptional because that is yeah. when that that's when you create something that that makes you go, wow, that's wonderful. There's an amazing moment in Death Stranding that that. Kojima loves doing this in every game. He he likes a boss fight that is a, that is very specifically one v one, even playing field, no weapons, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. But what's great about it in Death Stranding is fucking ninety percent of the game is running around, not firing guns at anyone, um, yeah. making deliveries, and falling on your face. Unless you're good at the game, like me. Um, but when you get to that sequence, like I was like, I was so hyped because I was like, Oh my God, like all of this pent up action game energy is in this one moment. And it's like so awesome and exciting. And, and, and it is now my favorite of the, the one V one fights since metal gear solid three, which is like a huge deal. Yeah. And and it's like, and it's because you had the restraint, you saved it. And, and Bojack had no restraint. And not only does it have no restraint in the episode order, it has no restraint in its jokes, in its self-awareness, in its constant need to one up itself. I got to season five and, and there's a, there's a point in season five where I was like, okay, I'm done. I'm done with this show. I'm not, I'm not just done with the story. I'm done with the show because yeah. They, they basically had an entire song and dance about the fact that Bojack isn't allowed to improve because he's a cartoon character and that's what the story is about. We won't let him. Um, and, and, and it's like, and I was, that was the moment where I was just like, oh my God, like nakedly they're acknowledging the fact that they don't, they wouldn't know what to do if Bojack got better or started to improve. Yeah. The show would be over to them. Um, and and it was one of these moments where I was just like I I just you've you've lost me. I understand that that was season five was the act two low point that was supposed to be the lowest point in the show, but like it yeah. became clear that that the show was about the it wasn't about Bojack Horseman the character anymore. It was about Bojack Horseman the show. Um, yeah, Bojack Horseman is now a show about the impact of Bojack Horseman on an audience who watched Bojack Horseman, and like I was just not that audience. I was not in tune with Bojack as a person who was watching it the same way that I think they thought I was. I wasn't into, I I was like, all these characters are horrible. I get that. I don't necessarily root for or like anyone. I'm studying them. Um, And, and the show was basically just like, guys, everyone sucks. You have to, you have to get over that. And, and there was a point where they were like, Bojack has to do this horrible thing so that people stop liking him. But who are the self-loathing assholes going to back and and identify as? Uh, look at Diane. Here's Diane. We've made her say, oh, I'm a garbage person and I hate myself. You guys like saying that, right? Here, everyone divert your attention to Diane. Yeah. Because, because we've decided that she is the role model of the show uh, now because you guys misunderstood Bojack Horseman and, and thought that he was there to make you feel better about yourself. And he's not, he's a, he's supposed to be an entity and a character that you study. Uh, but clearly you need that outlet. So, uh, look at Diane. And it's just like, Oh, shut the fuck up. Like I just, I was so fucking done with Bojack Horseman by that point. I I just, and like, and, and my friend wants me to finish it. And like, I just, I, I, I will, but like their favorite seasons were all the really dark ones. Were all the, were all the most excessively dark moments. Whereas I was just tired. 
like by that point yeah i i definitely feel that and also too like like uh on topic but like shifting mediums a bit because there's something you brought up where we're about like kind of like losing the I, I, identity and like this is kind of my issue with like music and like getting into like music artist because i really struggle with that because a lot of times like with the way music's released is like an album sometimes feels like a lot of my favorite artists sometimes will just like shift their whole tone and personality for an album like well this is why i liked you like perfect example like i don't know if you're familiar with like brock hampton at all no not but really. i got yeah i got into them with their with their third saturation album which is this like super fun loud banging good time of an album all right i'm gonna go listen to the other two and like the first song off Saturation One Heat like hits so hard and I'm like, this is not when I like it goes so so fucking hard and like has a very dangerous sound. I'm like, this isn't why I liked you guys. And like there's still songs I like from the other albums, but I'm like, I only really like the third album. Like that, well that was that was why I I can't like I loved Fall Out Boy growing up because at the time they just did nothing but pop punk and now like their sound is garbage like you know yeah it's, it's nothing even like it yeah like i used to love like I, I'm, I'm sure you remember this a little little sam king but deep cut big 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 charlie xcx fan back in oh, like, yeah. 2014 yeah and like sucker sick ass fucking like again also like super hardcore pop fucking punk ass album rips like i'm fucking rips and then like a year and a half later she comes back drops a fucking like trap ep and i'm like this is the fucking worst shit i've ever fucking heard well well that's i think that's why certain artists are very special because you have gwen stefani and gwen stefani she did no doubt you know and, and yeah. their sound was very which is awesome yeah i love no doubt uh and then she went off and did her own thing and a lot of her hit songs are songs that are very format breaking but they're format breaking because they're still great songs they still sound like her uh but she she's doing something clever like a uh, hollaback girl was a response to i believe sharon osborne basically saying that she is a cheerleader like she was like she's not a musician she's a cheerleader and so she she basically made a song where she's like i'm not a cheerleader and i'm gonna do it as a cheer song like as a, as yeah. a cheerleader chant and i'm like that's great like uh and you know and everyone loves that song because it still has the gwen stefani chorus where she harmonizes um you know uh and and it's still very like her, her vocals are still the same. The only difference is the beat. Um, when you listen to a Queen song, it's like Freddie Mercury isn't isn't he's always going to go hard on those on the on the vocals. That's why you listen to yeah. him. Like it's same with Elton John. Like he's got some rockers, but also his his voice is always going to be going going nuts. He's always going to be jumping up and down those scales. Um, and and like it's that people sort of forget that like. The charm of something is sometimes just its core. It's not the yeah. the the parts surrounding it. That goes back to FF7R. Like people, what people liked about Final Fantasy VII was its gentle nature. Um, you know, of course, they like Cloud. They like everyone flipping around with big swords. You know, they like the comedy. They like the action. But ultimately, what they like is the gentleness of the story. And and they remembered like we can change the graphics. We can add voice acting. We can we can change the format of the game. That's the important part. And that's the part a lot of people forget. It's like Crisis Core. Like yeah. Crisis like, like Core. Crisis core. Well, well, here's 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 a, a weird like I don't know. This is I I'm gonna I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a declarative statement. All right, the prosecution is ready. Um, all right. Okay. All right, all right, Miles Edgeworth. Let's go. Okay. Thank you. Uh, oh, my my desk didn't make the right sound. Objection. Thank you. Objection. Thank you. Um. So. <laughs> Um, I'm going to make a declarative statement. Prosecution's ready, Your Honor. Uh, which is just the fact that, like, 
television has only gotten worse as the people who make television are more connected to the people who watch television. It's only gotten worse. Um, and, and you can argue like, okay, you know, uh, uh, friends was always lame and whatever. It's like, no, you, 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 but you have these people with a vision where they, they make a show and they stick to it. Um, and, and they stick to that vision. And, and when you transform for an audience or when you try to serve as an audience or acknowledge the viewers, uh, like part, partition, participation in the, in the, in the series, you, you, just you fucking like make yourself look like a clown and like there there is a difference yeah. between like Hideo Kojima making a game where he he thanks the player directly because a player brings a, a game to life their input on a game affects the narrative and and also we've been thanking players since 1985 well, like I, I think it's different in, in Kojima's case because he usually works it into the narrative MGS2 mm-hmm. very directly addresses the player the Phantom Pain has probably one of the biggest like player like insert moments in the franchise yeah. um you know every game uh but um it's it's very different than like Bojack Horseman being like we're a TV show we have B stories, and and sometimes we change the format, and uh, and our audience thinks this way, but no, 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 they're not supposed to. Like, I I feel like they should have just stayed the course, like let people think BoJack was awful, and then not made as grand of a statement and a show of it. Um, and and if and 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 that's my opinion, and it probably would have been more dangerous. It was probably not the responsible thing to do, and and all things considered, for the sake of their accountability. They probably made the right call, um, but I just I disagree with it. Yeah, and like, and just to bring a little bit to like Steven Universe, like it, it feels like a lot of time with like TV fandoms and shit. Like it feels like there's like a lot of like element of like ownership over shit that people are like a fucking fan of, where it's like it's like come on, don't do this with this character. I like I like them. I don't want them to be you know bad or do some bullshit or you know whatever. Um, and like I guess when 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 creators and stuff kowtow to to that shit, it ain't it ain't good because it's not really then your vision because the people who are watching TV, a lot of times they don't know how to write. <laughs> you know well, they don't know what what. Uh, I'll I'll say this about Steven Universe because I'm not the biggest fan of it, but Rebecca Sugar went in with a game plan. She stuck to it from beginning to end, and her yeah. audience did nothing but bitch about things they disliked and she stuck it out uh i i think well actually i just realized i think rebecca sugar is non-binary uh so they stuck it out i don't know okay if i'm wrong i'm wrong it was a mistake uh but rebecca sugar stuck it out you know did their thing uh and and like that's something that a lot of tv show makers can't in this day and age they just can't say they did uh, and a lot of TV show makers go out of their way to piss their audience off when they don't react the way they want. Like, look at uh, Star Trek Picard. Um, you yeah. know, uh, the writers of Picard, like, were just, like, so angry that people didn't like Discovery that they basically, like, went on a scorched Earth campaign with not just, like, Picard, but the next generation and Star Trek and Starfleet and the ideals of Star Trek. They were like, do you like you don't like what we did with our morally ambiguous federation well now they're bigots that's 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 canon now the federation became yeah, bigots and they let an entire people die um and 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 tough shit because you're you you didn't you complained too much fandom you can't you yeah. can't 
service your fans and you can't strike back at your fans. You have to stick to your guns um, because people... I feel like people don't realize that when you stick to your guns, sometimes years later, everyone recognizes, oh my God, they were right for doing that. That's how I felt. I mean, that's how I felt about like Steven Universe. Cause I mean, I watched, I watched it when the series was done and I gotta be real. I liked basically everything that happened. I had a good time. Like I had a good time and it was fun to watch and I was like sick. Yeah. Like, and, and it's, and, and that's, and that's the point. Like year, years from now, Bojack Horseman will have dated itself. It will have made a declarative statement about the the era that its fan base was in, and, and it is a very topical show. I do get that. Um, I think that's the other reason. I just like half of the episodes were just like basically South Park episodes. Um, but like, there there is there is an episode that is ident- like identical to a South Park episode, which is their gun control episode. It even has the exact same ending as uh, as uh, with apologies to Jesse Jackson, the N word episode of South Park. Like the exact same ending. Um, so, so you just, I don't know, like, I, 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 I feel like people have upheld it as sort of like the pinnacle of Western animation. And to me, like, I can see it as, as a, a high watermark for storytelling and animation, but it's not a high watermark for the respect of, of television and a respect for storytelling. It, it really does feel like as, as brave and as, as daring as it is to, to put its characters through the ringer, it's not brave enough to stand by its own conventions, and I, I, that's fucking pathetic, dude. And I, I, I do want to ask I, before before we we move on from this, I do want to ask because because obviously, like I, I got no, I got no, I got no stake in the game. You actively have a stake in the game. Is there hope for 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 Western TV to or Western cartoons to to be better? Oh, I mean, here's the thing. Absolutely, I think I I I, I just think that you you need to stop giving shows to. Dan Harmon types, you know, like, or like, uh, Justin Roiland types where like, they're, they're these personalities who like, yeah, they're making a show and yeah, they're making a show with a vision, but more importantly than that, like they, they run the show in such a way where it has to represent everything that they think and say and, and do, it has to be everything that either an audience wants or that they want. Um, and I, I think people have to realize that ultimately when you create something, you, you're creating it for yourself, but you are creating it for yourself and then putting it out there for other people. It has to be the most cleanly constructed version of your message possible. It can it can be raw, it can it can be unapologetic. You can have all the scenes that you want, all the drama that you want, but at the end of the day, you also have to understand that this work is going to live longer than you will. That's just the truth. Like shows don't go off the air and vanish anymore. They're they're archived forever. If they're truly relevant, uh, they're gonna they're gonna come back. Like the show that you make is going to last longer than than here is today, twenty seventeen, right now. Here is what I'm feeling yeah. this week. It is. Uh, there's a great quote by Jackie Chan who says, "Movies live forever. If the if the actress was sick and you say, oh, we didn't do the scene because they were sick that day, then go tell that to everybody in the audience." Because yeah. you like tell that in the movie because what they're getting is the movie they're not getting the behind the the scene story and and I, I think there is Western there's hope this isn't just Western animation but I, I do feel like you get a lot of television shows like live action shows that don't seem quite as embarrassed to be live action shows 
Um, yeah. Like the good place. I have I have my issues with like how petty some of the humor is in the good place, but there's never that moment where they turn to to the camera and and make like a meta joke. Like the good place is unapologetically the good place. It is absolutely itself. Um, yeah. And 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 I feel like. I feel like that's that's missing from a lot of these adult cartoons and and Western animation lately in general. Yeah, and honestly, I think and honestly, I just think it's just because of the I just think it's because of the the cartoon stigma. It's like oh yeah, cartoons are for kids or whatever. So if we you know have this funny like ironic like wink and a nod, it's all going to be good with even though our show is already geared for um you know an adult audience or like a late teen audience anyways. So well, I, have bad I mean, news honestly, for you. I think that's what it is. I have bad news for you. That did happen. Uh, there was a show that didn't highlight the fact that it was a cartoon and didn't make fun of itself. It was called Tuca and Birdie, and it got canceled after one season because it wasn't BoJack. You know, I only heard of this show after it got canceled. Yeah. Just got to be honest with you. Well, well, I, I, I live in Los Angeles, so um, I, I lived there at the time, too. Um, I, was, it was, I was a senior in college, and I would see billboards, billboards after billboards after billboards for Tuca and Birdie. So I, I think my perspective on how well it was advertised and how badly they let it fail is very different than yours um yeah oh okay that yeah, yeah that definitely makes sense because because to, to me to me personally it was like, i'm like okay cool this show was let out to fucking die and nobody tried to tell me about it or anything like that no they advertised like, the shit out of it down sunset down sunset and fairfax i remember yeah pro- i mean probably target audience is over there not in the fucking middle of the fucking nowhere midwest like i'm from but yeah definitely like yeah they made a show like- for adults it was unapologetically a cartoon didn't didn't lampshade that fact it didn't didn't act self-aware and i guess people it just didn't catch on um with with cynical assholes who hate themselves yeah and also netflix too doesn't give a fuck Netflix is like the the gladiator arena. Everybody goes in, only one's coming out, baby. This week was Tiger King. Two weeks later, we're going to have a new battle, and we're just going to fucking see what happens. Because do you know how much shit gets thrown on fucking Netflix? Oh, yeah. No, like every day. Every fucking day. So much shit, dude. It's like the Steam store. It's like the Steam storefront. So much crap. And... Only one will get will get will win the Netflix sweepstakes. Netflix, Sometimes yeah. you get lucky and it's American Vandal, which by the way, I don't know if you've seen it. I think like That's season, season one. one season one is I think no joke actually a masterpiece. It's like my favorite piece of like media. It's like one of my like top five favorite shows ever made. Season one of American Vandal. And season two I think is also excellent. I think it's less good. Um, uh, but it's still great. Um and I'm like pissed that got fucking canned for another fucking season of fucking Stranger Things, probably. Yeah, and and, and the the story goes Stranger Things. They always had four seasons in mind, and I'm just like I don't I don't care. For I don't shit. care. I don't fucking care. It's like season one of Stranger Things was was a great Goonies remake, and then everything yeah. afterwards is a great remake of Stranger Things. Exactly, and like, hey man, at least you know. I, I mean, at least, at least I got thirteen reasons why season four to look forward to. This is this is my end, dude. You know those. You know that that you. Everyone's got that show, right? Everyone's got that show that 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 you fucking hate. But but you're in it. You're you're locked in. You're you're handcuffed. You know that 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 whole meme, you, that whole episode meme where the two characters hate each other. They're like, to, they got to work together. They're handcuffed. They're they're yeah. locked in. They gotta communicate. That's me with 13 reasons why. I'm three seasons into this shit. It just keeps getting more fucking insane and bad. 
but I'm in. I, I'm I'm stuck. I'm stuck till the train hits the fucking end of the tracks. I, I don't think I have that show. I think I have that franchise of video games, but I don't think I have that show. Yeah, it's definitely, yeah, I mean, uh, definitely for, for, for video games too. Shout out to my boy Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, I was, I was gonna, well, well it's funny because I, I only like Sonic Unleashed. That's like the only one I like and everyone and that's thinks like, I'm a madman. I'm just shocked. That's, that's the fucking one, dude. Because, Why? because. What? Like the sense of speed and just like I, you, oh, you know he's me, fucking so fast. Yeah, dude. you know me. Like, I'm like super. Like that's sort of the thing. I'm all about being hands on. Like if a game feels good, a game feels good. Like and and that is like that game feels amazing. Yeah, I think like the day stages I think are so good, and also again like the Hedgehog engine is in, insane. I can't I'm glad they, they never used it again. Games. Well, probably because it, it, it created... You get frame rates at, like, 10, 15 frames a second. It's, by the way, uh, PC, PS3 emulation, there's this awesome video of, like, Adabat running at, like, full 60. Yeah. Holy shit. No, that, game, that, that stage is gorgeous at full 60. That game still looks good, and it came out in 2008, and it looks better than most of what comes out today. Oh, for sure. It's it's unreal. And, like, definitely the... Because the, for... It's not unreal. It's the Hedgehog engine. Yeah, yeah. G- Generations, I believe, is, is like, unreal. That, uh, it's like Unreal Four. Uh, I really hope, I really it's hope someone 4. thought I think that it's, was clever. Yeah, th- I I heard you. I heard you. Yeah, but you didn't laugh. Uh, I I'm sorry. I just I just get so I did, dude. I just I, <sighs> laugh at my joke, Sam. Dude, I'm sorry. My uh, I get a I get a little autistic when I talk about Sonic. I just get so I just get so deep into it, dude. I get so fucking knuckle deep into Sonic that I just I just my my brain shuts off. That's uh that's and, the spin that's the spin baby the special interest baby. Spin, dude. That's spin. yeah. I know that's what um that's what I don't know what part of the autism community came up with this. I but I, so I Johnny Joestar uses. Yeah, he uses. He, he I have uses not read spin. part seven. I don't fucking know what the spin is. Uh, the spin is hard to explain. <laughs> it's, it makes things spin, dude. It's it's things that spin. It's the spin. Well, no. Well, the spin. Uh, the spin is merely based on rotation, based on the Fibonacci sequence, and and you can spin anything as long as there's aesthetic beauty to pinpoint and like anchor yourself this is the most jojo bullshit ever like this is peak jojo well well iraqi has an obsession with like art classical art and classical like greek study and all those kinds of things and like it makes sense that like the fibonacci sequence would be such a big inspiration for him but even then it's like such an the man is is so fascinated with oddly specific things everything about him he's just a fan of things that are super small um like the the part part eight is also like just all it's nothing but specifics like he he really is like it he loves to flex on people with his knowledge of tiny tiny things yeah i just like it's it's so fucking man i love you know i really i really do like and i want to i really do like later on down the line i really would love to once i like actually go through part seven and get caught up with part eight like and of course read part six as well once i finish part five which i'm on right now like really want to do a deep dive like jojo episode with you because i'm really i really love it i have some like problems oh yeah within there's too. just some yeah and there's so and that's but i think that's a part of the fun of jojo well, is I, 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 that, I think it goes back to to the sort of creator like aspect of it where like Rocky is always just going to do what he's going to do. Yeah. He's going to do what he's going to do. And there's, I gotta be honest with you. There, there's some storytelling things he does. I just don't like. Oh, same here. No, I, 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 I gotta be honest. Four, I, I don't like when he just drops random characters for no reason. Part, part four would have been one of my favorite parts. It's still my top three, but it probably would beat out part two. If the 
continuity was better and if those characters really got to do everything that they could have this issue i have is tapped in like parts one and like three but really like really fucking hits home for me in like part four where i'm like man this cast was really cool wish i had to see more of them well well the one that baffles me the most is yukako i don't know why she doesn't come back like, yeah, that, that's fucked up. I, I can see Hazamata leaving because Hazamata's a rapey weirdo um, uh, who sucks. But like, like, yeah, I mean, there, there's there's some I don't have an issue with, but it's like it's like it's like Tonio It's like, what the fuck? What? Why? Why? <laughs> I, I guess, why are you going to do this? I guess I guess Tonio is basically like a punchline at the end of the episode. It's like, oh, no, he's just a normal guy. Yeah, um, he's just a dude with stand power. Like, yeah, which is great. Um but but you have you know like you have a character like Yukako who's more than functional in combat, uh, and she's just never yeah, who's who's more than functional in combat has like a significant relationship with one of our main characters, um, and it just disappears. Like I I I, just... I can't stop thinking about the alternate world where Yukako fucking dies for Koichi. Like I you like I like now that I've thrown that out there, right? Like you can you can see that being like a really great plot point. Yeah, it would have been sick as fuck. And and it's like like shit. Like that's cool and I'm just like fucking damn, damn it, but yeah, we're we're running we're running uh we're running pretty long. We've had a lot of good conversations, but we do have a couple questions from the audience that I do want to make sure uh we get touched down. Now, I, I know you personally got a you got a DM question. So if you want to pull that out, well, I'm, well, I'm going to start reading a couple from our from our Twitter. This is the most bizarre um, question I've I've ever got. But he just said uh, my buddy, my buddy Stevie just said, "Can you mention Jill?" <laughs> and and I and I know for a fact he means Jill Valentine, which which I so so let's okay. I mean, you want to you want to talk about if you want us to to talk about Jill. Well, I do like, have a topic like, for this actually. Um, I have a topic about this too. Jill's got a thick ass, dude. I I actually don't like how she looks in the remake. I think she looks I, weird. I, I don't. I don't really like how she looks either. I'm specifically talking about Resident Evil remake. Oh, Jill. Resident Evil remake. She's got the thickest ass. It's awesome. Because you made this point, like I'm, I'm stealing your point, but it hit so home for me and fundamentally changed the way I think about asses in video games. Okay, I, I, I clearly it, don't remember this. Is is because you were like, you're like, see, you were like, this was like years ago. You're like, see, Sam, the thing about Jill's ass is that she's got the world's baggiest pants, like the world's baggiest pants in the remake. Yet you can still make out the the shape of her ass and it's like fuck well it's like it's like that picture of it's like that picture of zelda's hitbox in in ultimate it's <laughs> just so big dude so fat it's it's fat with a ph yeah oh yeah like yeah hard hard ph fat um well well i i i was actually thinking about the, this because like jill valentine was my waifu at like 15 and then i've graduated there's a cycle of like degeneracy as far as waifus go um, yeah. where there's an, an, an ascension of maturity and then a severe drop down back to people who are barely like, who are like 16, 17 cutie anime girls. Um, exactly. where, where like Jill Valentine, Lara Croft, like those are the man makers. That's who you're into. Like when you're a teen becoming an adult and then eventually you hit a point where like age outside of like kids, you know what I mean? Because I mean, obviously yeah. there, there are lollicons, but like you, you reach a point where it's like, okay, like. 16 and up uh is 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 where is where we're going like you can you can the waifu could be bayonetta and and uh i don't know like zero two uh, like i don't know how old zero two is but like you know you like a character who's like kind of that 
age, you know, that, that yeah. or that that's a emotional age. There's a there's a term in, in children's television writing, which is the emotional age, the, the age that a character projects um, like SpongeBob's yeah. emotional age is relatively young. He's like 10 years old. Yeah, even though he works a full time job and owns a home and all yeah, that stuff. the emotional age is is he he is like a kid. Um, but, but you have like zero two where her, her emotional age is very like kind of flirtatious, like young adult. Like I'm, I'm sure that she's probably supposed to be like 15, 14, however old the other kids are, um, in that show. But like, like she, she sort of acts like Aerith Gainsborough from FF7, um, where she's like kind of like flirty and like constantly teasing. Um, that, that's kind of the emotional age of that character. And then you could go up to like Bayonetta where Bayonetta is literally 500. Um, and, and is like the mommiest mom to ever momly mom. Yeah, no, she's a cougar. Yeah. And she's a total cougar. And, and you can like both of those at the same time. Uh, but like when you're like 15, 16, like you're only into what I call the man makers, which are like Lara Croft, Jill Valentine, um, Western inspired kind of like, like, model actress looking women oh 100 percent. yeah like those yeah like like yeah like kind of like come from games with like a like a realistic design sense like like your man maker like we're not talking about like rosalina here you know yeah. from mario galaxy we're like, talking like about, rosalina you know, i i was i had a crush on rosalina when i was like 10 or, oh Ro- yeah. rosalina's hot as fuck and one of the best characters in mario tennis aces by the way yeah i, I was about to say if you were if you're gonna say the entire franchise i'd be like she's like she's got like no personality She's like a dead no. fish. Um, no, she's, no, she's a great character to play as. Okay, that's fair. Um, but yeah, like, you know, like when you're a certain age, like like Rosalina, there's there's a, a purity to that character design where it's like, it's clearly just designed for any age to kind of be able to relate with her. Like she, she's yeah. got a very young face, but she's clearly mature and motherly. Um, as opposed to someone like Laura Croft, where it's like, no, Laura Croft is very clearly like an adult. Yeah, she's like definitely like in her mid, like early mid twenties and hot. Like, yeah, there's there's like a cuteness to Princess Peach that kind of transcends age. Same with Daisy, where it's like they're playful. They've got like a playful side that kids can really relate to. Um, yeah. But obviously, they are adult characters. Um, versus yeah, versus again, someone like Jill Valentine or Lara Croft, where it's like you are you have gone to college. Actually, I don't think Jill. I think Jill dropped out of high school um in the lore but like you've gone to college you've been around the block you're a certain age um and and as a 15 year old that's really hot to me because that's my idea of like a woman and then and and again and then you reach the matrix where any any age is fair game yeah of course yeah and then yeah the singularity yeah (laughs) the the singularity where where as long as it's it's a, a character who makes your heart flutter yeah well, Steve, I'm glad I'm glad we talked about about Jill for you. So we got we got a couple we got a couple questions uh, uh, from Realist Delbon on Twitter. Uh, oh yeah, uh, shout out. How's it going? Yeah, cool. G. He's got a couple great questions for us. Oh, love uh, it. First is first is Miles. Why is this a podcast? <laughs> you want me to you want me to get back to videos? I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's a podcast because you sent me a picture of an actual location called Miku's Crack House. Yeah, and uh, you said this should be a podcast. Yeah, and you were like, "This is a podcast name," and I was like, "Why isn't it?" Uh, so that's that's my answer to that. Let's bring it back. Let's bring it back to a good good question. Okay, from from our from our boy, uh, or I, sh- I should not say that they came out as gender fluid. Congrats, yes. by the way. Our our um, our, uh, our, 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 our real our real Stelbun, real Stelbun. Yeah, our he listener. said he said our, our first our first and probably only listener at Miku's Crackhouse. Forget ass and titties, tummy or thighs. Now I think we're gonna throw it on the fucking gauntlet here. Okay, tummy. 
No, it's fucking thigh, dude. No, it's Live and die by the fucking thigh. Here's here's the thing. Thighs are great. Thighs are great. But everyone already knows that. Tummy needs a champion. He needs a warrior. You can be that warrior. But when it comes down to either or, I'm picking the thigh, dude. I You can't pick the thigh because everyone else has already picked the thigh. No, we need no stop. I'm uh, that Sam Kingma is setting the record fucking straight on this podcast of Hatsune Miku's crack house. I started the fucking thigh meme. You are I so did it. full of shit. You have no. I did it. You no, don't you didn't do fucking shit. understand you how fucking much idiot. shit I fucking got. You don't know how much. You don't understand how much shit I fucking got for liking fucking thigh. Back in like 2013, 2014, as an up and coming high schooler getting into girls being like, yeah, thigh is sick. I remember having a distinct conversation with like my younger brother and a couple of his friends. And I said, I'm like, man, fucking thigh is sick, dang. And they all made fucking fun of me for years. I had to go through fucking grueling damnation because I like thighs and meanwhile everyone comes out here in 2020 and like yeah thigh is sick and am I happy about it yes because the thighology subreddit exists and that's all I fucking need in this world but I did it it was me you are such a fucking troglodyte you have no idea you're, you're team tummy I'm team thighs we're gonna we're gonna do a we're gonna do a poll on the Twitter. Yeah, let's on the right, at Miku's gonna... Crackhouse. After this show airs, um, if you check the Miku's Crackhouse Twitter, you're gonna see a poll that says, "What's better, tummy or thigh?" Here's the problem: is that because tummy doesn't have a champion like me, everyone's gonna vote thigh because because you need people, you need an influencer to be like, "Yo, thigh, like tummy, that's a good shit right there." You need, Influence you need some, them right now. You, I. I am trying to do that. That's why that's why I'm making this argument. Here here's the problem. By saying thigh, you're complicit in in the in the the the, the ideology narrative, the 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 quashing of the tummy gang. You need to be canceled, bitch. Thighs are fucking canceled now. Dude, thighs thighs are canceled, tummy gang. All right, I got all right, there, there's there, there's one question that's too specific. I don't want to get into, but there is one, one more because I, I, I want to shout at someone specific. Acme Crash House, do we follow any remix artists? If so, who are some of our favorites? I do not. Do you? Okay. It, the question is, if if not, uh, what bands, artists, or who, whatever's do you follow? Uh, I actually, I don't follow any recent artists. I gotta be honest, I don't really follow any musicians. I'm just, I don't know. I just don't really connect just, with music like that. I just like listen that. to music that I like until I don't like it anymore. And then I, I, that's I honestly, like, oh. that's exactly what I do. Now I will say this, um, for, uh, what are some of, uh, yeah, for my favorite remix artists, I got a shot on my boy, Triple Q. Um, oh yeah. Well, absolute sure. fucking legend and no joke. Like one of my favorite just artists in general like i love everything he does i think like all his music fucking slaps i think all the art because he, he does all the art himself yeah uh it's always great like he's got this awesome uh mashup of um some uh lisa song with uh blink 182 and it's uh chitoge that's her name right from fucking nisekoi her drawn in the style of the Blink-182 logo. I'm like, I need this on a t-shirt ASAP. This is so fucking good. Just like a fun, like just a funny guy. He's got like a great Twitter, uh, just a good natured dude. Uh, and he made a, for April Fool's like two years ago, he made a 40 minute video essay about the art direction in Sonic and it's actually fucking good. Um, so yeah, literally like one of the best creators out there. Like one of my favorite YouTubers. 
uh yeah definitely check him out triple q or triple at triple q on uh on twitter got a got a shout out my my boy there I'd love to get him on the fucking show. That is not um, happening. I'd love to get so many people on this fucking show. But yeah, I would. I would as well. But that's not happening because no one, no one likes us. Yeah, I'm. I'm definitely sure at least at least five things were said on this show where it's like, yeah, it's it's definitely not in my best career interest to be on this. Fucking no, show. There, there was there were there was there was a lot of things I said today uh, that uh, that were highly questionable. Uh, luckily, all of those are being cut from the broadcast. Oh my fucking god. Yeah, no, that's the end of the uh, second episode of Hatsune Miku's Crackhouse. This was a fun one. Yeah, this was fun and wild, to say the yeah, least. Yeah, lots of, lots of crazy shit uh, ha- happened, uh, and hopefully it'll just keep getting more fucking extreme. <laughs> I, I think it's because I, I, I lost my fucking mind. Only two, it only took two episodes. It only took two episodes to get here, but... We made it. We made it. So, so as, as always, if if you if you listen to this show and you're like, this was sick. I'm ready to, to start smoking crack, and you want to be a real crackhead. Uh, go down to their Twitter at Miku's Crackhouse. Um, also follow us individually. You can follow me at the Daily Sam K. Miles, where the, can they follow you? Uh, they can follow me at at your Diamond Dog. You Y O U R. Not you did the same, dude. You did the same shit last last episode, dude. I'm where I'm you, where you misspelled it. I'm illiterate. Okay, but. Yeah, so you can follow him at your at your dumb and dog again. Me at the Daily Sam K. Exactly how it's said. Uh, and yeah, until until next Thursday. Carry on, or carry on. Uh, everyone, everyone, stay safe. Wash those hands. Jerk off. Yeah. To anime thigh and not tummy. That's it. Goodbye. I fuck you. Anime thighs when she opened up so wide I got a twinkle in my eye Asian pussy is so tight I just really wanna pipe Oh my gosh she got them big ass titties She's only five Anime thighs when she opened up so wide I got a twinkle in my eye Asian pussy is so tight I just really wanna pipe Oh my gosh she got them big ass titties She's only five Bitch, I'm about to fuck this cutie, so I whip out my katana And I knock this little bitch out with just one hit like I'm Saitama Why you act like you retarded, like little bitch, I don't want drama I still hit when she says no, don't understand when she don't wanna A Sword fighting with my penis like I'm in a fucking dojo All these bitches want me like my name was fucking Jojo Asian penis is too tiny like it was a no-show Bitch, don't watch your coochie, watch anime with the bros, though with my motherfucking bitch I might pull up, give those thighs a little motherfucking kiss And man, if you talking shit, tell Ryuki on a list Yeah, your sister is my groupie, she take this anime Dick. Okay, okay, like little bitch, I don't care if that fat ass is too deep. Score a bounty on that pussy, you can call me Spike Lee. Putting out fire, getting ice, bitch, I'm Todoroki. And if you got some shit to say, then you can say it to me. Anime thighs, when she opened up so wide, I got a twinkle in my eye.